It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the club. We're doing this again. It's the Saturday Friends Club. It's a fun time to get together and talk nostalgic stuff with people. Hi, I'm Josh. You guys are very quiet today. This is, this is a different kind of energy. Uh, I'm just I'm contemplating. Are we friends? I was, I was waiting. To, I wasn't sure where the intro stopped and we began. So. Maybe I can I can hit the button again if it makes you feel better. Um, but no. Uh, hi, I'm Josh. Uh, we've got a full house today. Um, a bunch of our regulars are here, so we got some newbies uh, on the show. Uh, Sabrina's here. Hello. Uh, we got Kyle back. Aloha. And Kyle, you brought two friends with. I mean, they're all of our friends. Friends are hostages take your pick <laughs> they kind of qualify as both <laughs> release me uh, should i should Go just for it. let yeah, them introduce yeah, yeah. themselves uh, I, i'm jai and i'm devacor yeah it's sweet name. i know it's, yeah. sweet name. it's a really sweet I'm name yeah. Oh! <laughs> Dis- disgusting internet handles uh-huh. so. <laughs> do my handle yeah, yeah, your handle has like the big X and little X that come at the like beginning and end. Is yeah, oh, yeah, numbers on either like side. Like if you were a hacker or something, yeah. I think you did that. Exactly. <laughs> I had that. That's so old school, man. Um, I'm so straight yeah. edge. So I actually, I met Jai uh, some number of years ago. We were cracking Helen Keller jokes while getting behind stoned us. behind a Safeway. No, it was a wicked As chicken. one does. Oh, we Well, we got stoned behind the Safeway, yeah. but it was at Wicked Chicken. Yeah. yeah. That was good. It was a lot of good times, and then I met I met this one uh, many many years later, but still while being friends with Jai. Yeah, and I guess they like each other or something because they we smashed faces together. And I, I stole her away from the U.S. and <laughs> made her live with me in Vancouver for a couple of years. We've been working on a game for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now you live down the street from us, so we're friends. Yay! <laughs> I'm sorry, it's all my fault. What have I done? <laughs> Truly is. Isn't it technically Donovan's fault? It is Donovan's fault. It's Donovan's fault that we're friends. Absolutely. <laughs> it's contagious. It just keeps going. It's friendship. Like, you call why it is friendship so infectious? It's, it's like herpes. It just keeps getting. Yeah, yeah. It spreads, and by the time you're 40 or 50, 80% of the people that you know have it. Yeah. <laughs> friendship. <laughs> you know what? Check by your doctor today. <laughs> See if friendship is right for you. <laughs> I have to say, in today's digital age, it's nice to actually have friends that you see in person, since it's so easy just to be like, I'm going home and then just doing nothing and talking on the internet. Yeah. Internet. I'd prefer it if I didn't see you. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just send me emotes. I mean, technically, that's how we met was through the internet. So yeah, us too. Yeah, but OG internet. We're talking like IRC. Oh man, that's old. We met on Pounce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. bringing that up. Boy. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> they had to shut down. Yeah, they did. Yep. They did? Yeah. Oh, no. For, for, it was the human trafficking laws. new law that passed. Yeah. That's why Craigslist doesn't have personals oh. on there anymore. I was curious about that. I heard that and I went there. It's like, oh, yeah, in, in lieu of like blah, 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 we are now like no longer offering this service. So I'm like, ah, well, people are going to have to find their meth and their dick another way. Yep. Yeah. I have to say, just the the 
casual encounters is always just like, let me just run through the garbage pail of the internet. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but the but the any article that was part of a best of is still there. I believe they didn't completely take everything down. So it's like if there was a personal ad that was particularly hilarious, mm-hmm. it's in best of. Nice. Okay. Oh, that's that's I I guess akin to the garbage pails of the world, little monsters. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yes. Uh, so yeah, um, Dev, you have a. Um, you were the first of the three choices that we're going to do this week, and you brought up a little monster. So, uh, what's this? Just what? What's your background with this movie? With what? Fred Savage and Howie Mandel. Oh man, uh, I saw this movie one time when I was a kid, <laughs> and, uh, and it stuck with me. I just remember them going off to this magical land under the under the bed where there was a, a really jacked up sort of monster who's like really into like this kid doing some bad shit and I was like this is a really weird sort of movie but there was like sort of a charm to it uh the 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 whole sort of like under the bed sort of monster area was like really bright and there were a whole bunch of different sort of things and I don't know it's kind of stuck with me so I, I remember having watched it once and then years later I was I was sort of reminded it by it uh, just tangentially by Homestuck. And I don't really keep up with Homestuck that much, but it was kind of being mocked by it along with, uh, I think, Hook and some other things. Hook. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just kind of like, when, when this opportunity to like go back and revisit like an older movie came up, I was like, you know, I'd love to watch Little Monsters again and sort of see how it holds up. It's weird that you only watch movies once. You're like one and done, and then it's never worth seeing. Kind of have the new content changes. <laughs> just yeah, how do you develop like how do you develop like a favorite if I mean, you only experience it once? He was part of the Netflix generation before it started. Oh yeah, yeah. My, my dad pirated, pirated uh, satellites, so we just had like just aim it at the stars and just watch all sorts of oh, new shitty my movies. It's God. Great. Oh, you had you had the free uh, channel ninety nine, didn't you? Oh yeah, we, we <laughs> had... so it, the weird scrambler on it, and you just try to yeah. watch it like and and even though it's scrambled, you're just like, oh, that was a boob. We had a big like it's like a nine foot. Like dish in the backyard. Yeah, I've got a nine like foot a dish for you. And it would like <laughs> it would turn, so you could like get like three hundred channels one way and like one hundred and fifty another way. You pointed at different satellites. It's it wild stuff. It's the Netflix of my time. My dad was a, an entrepreneur, a real a real pirate, because he had to know a shady dude. It's not like the time when like you could hit up the internet and find something. You need to you needed to know. Like some shady dude locally who had a scrambler box. Your dad sounds amazing. Oh, he was great. He's always into new stuff. <laughs> anyway, Little Monsters. I'm re- I, I, I I saw it stuck with me, and uh, that's why we're here talking about it today. I guess it. I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Uh, well, um, has anybody ever seen this before? Because this is oh. obviously my first. Oh no, I I have seen the fuck out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen it at least once or twice when I was a kid. Don't ask, Jack. <laughs> okay. So, so any anything that you two remember from the times you saw it, or is it just sounds like it just kind of like came and went? I remember losing my mind over a particular scene where a kid that has like hands here fused to his face, getting his head ripped off and then chucked in a basket, and thinking, and nobody sees a problem with this. Oh, and then I think he gets some stupid like pumpkin head thing yeah. like, in its place. Yeah. Uh, so there was, there was that, and then there was the creepy, um, uh, I guess, boy is his name, and that's just really, really weird. He did, he just kind of came out of nowhere. I love that you can see his head move 
moving like within the prosthetic. Yeah. Like, it's just moving in the prosthetic like sits right there. Yeah. But no, I mean, I remember that, and I, and I remember it being Fred Savage. Unfortunately, I, I don't know why I've never liked him. <laughs> I just never liked him in anything. Um, but yeah, I do remember this from uh, when I, when it came out, and it and it didn't really scare the crap out of me, just so much as it unsettled me. Uh, that I saw it years later, like the last half of it, I was like, no one's gonna argue with the fact that they're. Well, I don't want to give away the ending for any. We haven't even got that far yet. I'll just say this because I'm rambling. It left an impression every time I saw it, because <laughs> I discovered new things every time. <laughs> Sabrina, um, I just remember generally about him being going under the bed in this weird world. That's the part I remember the most. I don't really remember it being as creepy as it ended up being, especially towards the end. Um, but yeah, but I also, I'm not 100% sure. I might be confusing parts of it with Disney's Don't Look Under the Bed, because that's another befriending a monster that's under your bed kind of type movie. So I might be confusing it with that, because that's something I saw like much later, but it might be sticking in my mind more. I might have to check in on that. Be something that we follow up. That is something I want to do one of these days is that movie. Add it to the list. It's added to the list. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move forward. How about we go ahead and tackle the monster under the bed? Why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about little monsters? say it had a real memorable soundtrack <laughs> um it yeah it's it a lot of the soundtrack is just like hey here's some weird synth synth stuff so you know it, it was definitely at the tail end of the uh the, the 80s. 80s where like synth wave was still a really big thing just pounded out on that casio just i like, really wish it was still a thing because i still really like it yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I, I listen to a lot of synthwave actually that a lot yeah. of people are just like making even now. I can, after the show, I'll just, I'll, yeah, I'll send you some. Hit up some stuff. vaporwave. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Laser Hawk, man. That, that leather jacket that Maurice wore as well was like the like, iconic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Jay, you were saying something. Oh, oh. Like, no, before I didn't realize what was going on, I was like, uh, <laughs> it's the <yeah>. song. <laughs> uh, I had never seen it before, but it made me think of a bunch of other movies. But it was just <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. the closest thing is the fact that it like parodies a lot of the stuff that you later see in Disney's uh, Monster Incorporated. Yeah, 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 like a lot of the like, hey, there's monsters under your bed, and all of a sudden, like they're kind of like this business of monsters, but not really because this movie kind of just goes everywhere. Oh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yep. at all times. <laughs> the energy of when he shows up in the bedroom is a little like manic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so, mean, there is so much going on. Like, oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Go well, on. I akin it to like Beetlejuice meets Monsters Incorporated 
just like it's completely just bouncing off the walls crazy and you're just kind of like whoa settle the energy just a little bit especially when it's just like it's just maurice and 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 the boy and so like a hundred percent of that energy is just like being channeled in every direction in the room it's like kind of almost cringy to watch like the first couple because there's no other i think it settles down a lot more when other characters come in but like for the first couple times that they're together yeah uh until they get into the montage of like tomfoolery the weird montages in the movie were a bit strange but it made me think of drop dead fred i never saw that but i always saw the box and went like that looks interesting yeah oh no 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 that's that's one that we'll have to tackle later you know the there were many things short about this movie. The children and the attention span of Howie Mandel. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get down. We got a lot of plot to break through. Uh, looks like somebody was pretty uh, pretty, ma- making sure to fill in their IMDb profile for the week. Uh, Brian's family has moved to a new town, and he feels isolated in his new neighborhood. One morning, Brian finds himself blamed for several things he apparently has not done by his really, really just like, overbearing dad that's just like you're the this family dynamic is horrible oh yeah Yeah. the dad is just upset because he failed to break into a house of macaulay culkin (laughs) yeah prior to making this movie (laughs) somehow oh that's where he was from yeah Yeah, telling michael that last night i was like all i see is home alone every time i see his face just trying to break into a house constantly. All of a sudden, his head's on fire, or he's falling down a su- flight of stairs. And then he has a child who leaves his bike in the driveway. Uh, a quart of melted ice cream is left in the cupboard. Brian's bike is left in the driveway, causing his father father to crash into it on his way to work. Brian insists he is innocent and blames his younger brother, Eric, who claims to have seen a monster the night before. As revenge, Brian snatches Eric's lunch and tosses it out the window, hitting Ronnie Coleman, the school bully, who boards the bus and antagonizes Brian. Uh, anything in that? Yeah, it's pr- the beginning is pretty basic. It's, it's like you've you've done the whole plot of the the beginning of the movie word for word, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. scene for scene, and exactly what you said. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty basic setup for this. Yeah, uh, I mean. None of the characters really have anything that's really stand out. Uh, Fred Savage's or slash Brian's room is really cool. Like yeah, I sort of want that room. He's yeah. he had the attic room, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I myself am terrified of attics, so you know, I mean, that's that's all you and Fred Savage, man. <laughs> Early on, you get like a kind of taste of like his parents fighting and his mom being a little closer with the kids and stuff, and. Some other some other subtleties, but no, for the most part, it's pretty on the nose. The acting is like really shallow across the board, honestly. Yeah. Uh, that night, while sleeping in Eric's room for a bet, Brian hears a loud noise, the source of which quickly disappears under Eric's bed. Brian subsequently is unable to make it through the night in Eric's room, making his way to the downstairs couch for the remainder of the night. The next morning, Eric and his friend Todd find Brian on the couch and joke to Brian about being unable to sleep the entire night in Eric's room. Brian bets Eric double or nothing to sleep in Eric's room for another night. The next night, a determined Brian sets booby traps, leaving bait in the form of cheese Doritos to attract the alleged monster and alters the legs of the bed to collapse once he determines the monster has to come out from under the bed. Yeah, and just this weird scene of just like, I'm just going to start doing a whole bunch of stuff to the base of these beds and 
setting up some sort of crazy. Everybody in the eighties was making a Rube Goldberg. I machine. was just yeah. gonna say, like, dude, every every child was a goddamn engineer <laughs> for Rube Goldberg machine. Especially going back to Home Alone, it was very Home Alone esque. Oh like, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. Bed thing was like it was very much God. a contraption because it was like not just that the bed could fall; it was like hinged legs that would come out when he like pulls this thing. Yeah. It's kind of a lot. Yeah, that's why his father was so mad. There's some and goddamn engineering going on there. Yeah, the Dorito chips around like to, to sort of alert. Oh him. yeah, the 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 ET reference. <laughs> Though this is not a Spielberg movie, but you know, because the Reese's Pieces. No, okay. No, we remember Reese's Pieces. Uh, he succeeds with this method, trapping the monster intruder, a blue-skinned monster named Maurice. Though scared and startled at first, Brian soon discovers that he and Maurice share the same interests and befriends him, you know, after pretty much holding him hostage for a period of time. And nearly <laughs> killing him. Yeah. Just because... What, what interests do they discover it's literally... that they have together other than mm, just... Mischief? Yeah. Mischief, yeah. I guess, in, in Maurice's uh, desire to talk about everything baseball because all boys of the 80s love baseball. It was like 20 seconds, basically. 20 seconds of uh, of capture, and then, like, after the capture, it was like 20 seconds Sudden of Sudden friendship, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I I feel like this is also at the tail end of the 80s when the, when the blow started running dry, if you know what I mean. Like, people were starting to not get their coke as often, so. I don't know. Uh, the, the monster, like, Maurice had plenty. I think he had <laughs> plenty. He was coke. fine. Yeah. <laughs> was, was Howie Mandel known for a coke problem? In, in the 80s? Like, I mean, he was young enough to have a Coke problem in the 80s. I think everyone did in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I don't, uh, Banshee laugh. Uh, sorry. Um, over the course of several nights, Maurice shows him a fun time in the monster world beneath Eric's bed. It consists of every child's dream, all the junk food and video games they want, and no adults to tell them what to do. It is also has innumerable staircases leading to the spaces beneath children's beds from which the monsters can cause trouble. Maurice and Brian have fun making mischief in other people's homes, and Brian feels he has found a true friend at last, although Brian seems to be changing. I mean, don't really see the change until kind of later on, but... And, and it's for, like, what, a, a scene of yeah, his, like, like arm, arm going yeah. away? Well, he also has to wear those sunglasses oh, early yeah, on. I that, yeah, I guess some yeah. photosensitivity... You I know. thought the layer underneath. Oh, was I thought it was just because like he stayed up really. all night that he was just like, oh, you know, dark circles under the eyes, no sleep, sunglasses. But like... seriously, what school allows a kid to wear sunglasses inside of a classroom like that? It was the 80s. A cool school. <laughs> yeah, of, it was too cool which, for a school. I got in of which trouble none wearing existed. like a beanie. Like, yeah. I don't think I could have pulled off sunglasses. No, they didn't even let you wear hats indoors, so yeah. I don't think they'd let you wear sunglasses. That's just how cool he was. Yeah. <laughs> In the oh. 80s, you could get away with sunglasses and driving into school with a firebird and leaning on the hood going, Ugh. Okay, that was not in the movie. <laughs> that was not in the movie. Okay. But that would have been me in the 80s. That's, that's... You wish that was you in the 80s. No way. <laughs> you were part of the nerd crew. Shut up. Don't know what you mean. <laughs> Are you kids drawing more dicks on the other side of the table? You don't even want to know. <laughs> I'll share it later. <laughs> oh, right. my goodness. Uh, one night, Maurice brings Brian along with several other monsters to the bedroom of an infant baby with intentions to scare the baby. Brian finds this to be cruel and attempts to turn the, on the lights to cause the monsters to collapse and to close. This happens when the monsters experience any form of light. 
Uh, he opens the bedroom door, exposing the hallway light to the baby's bedroom. In doing this, Brian learns that he is turning into a monster as his body shrinks when the light hits him. And a scene that made a little bit of sense, but also was done so quickly that it was just like, wait, what? Wait, why is he? Sh wait, why is he shrinking? It, 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 he does that like measure up to the wall, like we all had as kids. And yeah, there's a lot of things like about about like even the measuring tape that's kind of nostalgic, just baked into the movie. Mm -hmm. Kind of, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that he had to open up a book to go and be like, "Hey, how tall am I right now?" Like I've never like we did the wall thing, but we've never kept check of it in a book as a kid. We we had a book like really that. yeah we, my my mom had of a book course. with our heights and so when I saw that I was like <laughs> Jesus like <laughs> we just wrote it actually on the wall. Yeah, that's what I see a lot of yeah. people do. We didn't do that as a kid because we moved well, we moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. So I had like a paper one my dad taped to the wall and he would check my measurements <laughs> as I got older. But we so we never did it on the wall thing. But yeah, I've seen a lot of people do that that when they get to stay and live in one place for a really long period of time. I, I mean, I think like this this whole movie was it's kind of like got one emotional note like in it. It it doesn't go too deep. So like when you see he's like, oh shit, I'm being a monster, he's like, all right, I'll pull back a little bit on that. But like it's done so quickly, like you said, there's not a lot of time for thinking I, about it. I, I feel like they wanted to add another 40 minutes of like explainer to this movie and instead they just cut it down to like every moment of uh Maurice losing his mind over some little weird thing. I don't understand how he kept up that energy level when he was playing that part. <laughs> like, oh, especially man. with all that makeup on his face. And those rubber those horns that just kind of bounce around all oh, the time. Oh, uh, no, the, when the one broke and the thing just kept <laughs> dangling. I just wanted to reach <laughs> through the TV and just be Same. like. <laughs> I was telling Michael, I was like, OCD was hitting me bad. I just wanted to like rip it off. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, why did they do it? Why did they leave it hanging? Why didn't they just completely snap it off? That made, it was just weird because he already has that stupid earring that makes noise as he moves. And then on top of that, you see the horn like going bloop, 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 bloop. And you're like, why is it not completely off? If he just had half a horn, we would understand. Because, yes, there was that scene where he was like, ow, my horn, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to the make him look like more of a cartoon character. Because I felt like that's what he was trying to be uh, the entire time anyways. Like, just exactly like a cartoon character. Which, by the way, I have a huge issue with the way they do those weird high-pitched raspy voices as voiceovers for movies like this. Mm. Like, for puppets and things. Like... Where the voice just doesn't make any sense for the creature that's making it. And the emotion is almost just not consistent with what's actually going on with the puppet or the actor's face. So right. a lot of just these, ah, oh, like, what are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or the weird little one that tells the kid that he has a nice ass. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. Nice ass. Yeah, see, those voices bothered me and they were all over the place in this film. And she was knitting for some reason? I mean, you gotta keep busy. She was a pincushion monster, and she took pins out of her head and started knitting, knitting and telling telling Fred Savage that he had a nice ass. That's the type of thing that I liked about this movie when I was growing up. As a kid, like there were there's the the pincushion one. There's the monster with the really long legs. You had like, of course, the all the main sort of cast. But you had like that little tiny short guy with one weird stumpy leg and stuff who points at the right direction to like get over a time zone. Yeah. It's like a, there's a rich dynamic cast of, of kind of poorly done 80s prosthetics. <laughs> I, I like the the dog one that was throwing the baseball. 
because as she moved, her like ears would pop up a little bit uh-huh. and then come back down as she was throwing the ball. I thought that was really cute, actually. She reminded <laughs> me of a gold trap video I once saw. <laughs> I, I, of I, gold trap. <laughs> the one part of his, like Maurice's makeup I did like was the teeth. They actually did really well for him. But when they showed, like, was it boy? Boy's yeah. teeth. Like, when he would talk. Oh, no, no. They, boy was the, the one the, who looked yeah. like a kid, not the really big one. Okay, I'm thinking of the big one. Yeah. Oh, that's big guy, Snick. Yeah. yeah his, like, teeth, while he would talk, would slowly, like, rotate out of his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> it's just kind of like, that looks a little weird, but whatever. We'll just roll with Maybe it. that's normal for yeah. him. He yeah. just has movable teeth. Rotating uh, teeth. <laughs> um, uh, I want to go back to the scene where they are, like, have, they are exploring the fun of the world where it's just like, here's the buffet full of burgers and all the pizza you could want, and I'm just going to take this cake and put it in my jacket. Yeah, <laughs> just the endless things that he wanted to put in that jacket. Yeah. Save that for later. And then the rebelling with all the games you want is merely just a pinball arcade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just some like low-rent hotel. It's like, here you go. We got 19 tables, and there's no tilt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really how you knew that there were no rules in this universe. Yeah, yeah like, with, with, <laughs> with tilt comes rules, but with no tilt comes yeah. no rules. <laughs> just lifting the table, just going like, no! Yeah, no, that's the philosophy. No, you just hold it perpetually this way so you never get it back down. Into yeah, the I, I, I like as well how, how, uh, how often stressed it was. Like, there's no parents, no parents at all. Like, nothing holding you to, like, any sort of, like, law and order. You could just do anything you want. Mess up, like, some kid's life. That's what we do here. That's what we're about. It's like, what are you... Do- it's, it goes, like, from, like, this sort of, like, no rules sort of thing. And then, like, kind of gets a little dark, actually. Yeah, it's Oh, yeah. Cool. That scene where they have the whole bunch of kids and all the parents just, like, screaming at them is just like, holy well, crap. Especially when it was that really little girl and her dad's yelling at her that he, she's going to be sent to boarding school. She's a little, little girl. She was like four-year-olds. It was when, like, who yells at a four-year-old, I'm going to send you to boarding school? They don't even know what that is. When did we When did we start vilifying parents, and when did we stop? Because, like, I feel like that that's a common trend with, like, kids' movies or movies that are at least geared towards kids. Which, by the way, this was the 80s, so it totally qualified for the PG crowd, even though this is definitely a PG-13 movie. What with the use of, like, shit, damn, and all that other shit. I feel like that was a big thing in the 80s and 90s, because I think that's when parents, both parents started working, Mm -hmm. and so they weren't around as much. So I think that's when that started happening. Yeah, vilifying the parents for not being around, because both... Well, because, like, in in the economy at the time, even now... Uh, that's just never stopped. Now that's the new normal. Yeah, exactly. So we don't vilify parents for doing something completely normal anymore. But back then, it's just like, well, now, now there's this divide between children and their parents because movies puts it out that way. And it's because they work or families aren't as together as they used to be. Mm-hmm. It's a really weird dynamic. But you see that shift just kind of happen from like early 80s to the like mid 90s and then. We don't vilify parents anymore. <laughs> yeah, like I also noticed the shift of back then in the 80s and especially the early 90s where you just let kids run around and do whatever they want. That was normal. But now as you start watching the newer stuff, parents are more in their kids' business than they used to be. I've noticed that too. Oh, yeah. And actually, if you look at like, uh, not to go too off topic, but like Stranger Things is like one of the more recent examples and the way that it feels so much like an 80s movie, is that they just have the kids running around. Because mm-hmm. that's not what you see in most 
like most new things uh, that come out now, like that's just not. That's because that you could in the eighties. Yeah, you, yeah, you could let your kids run around all night. It was not that big of a deal. And they do that a lot in Little Monsters. The the kids are are kind of untethered, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think their parents know their kids are actually out this time, but yeah. It makes it so that kids seem more resourceful, whereas nowadays there's the idea is that you are the stereotypical helicopter parent, yeah. you know, constantly informed and knowledgeable of everything happening to your child at all moments of their life. Yeah, especially with the internet. Yeah, just just sit them just sit them down at a computer and have them play Fortnite all the time. There you go. <laughs> So uh, after the instance where his body parts shrink and he runs away, he escapes the house through the front door and walks through Todd's backyard where Todd is sleeping in a treehouse. Todd falls from the treehouse and sees Brian. He shines his flashlight on Brian, shrinking Brian's arm in the process. This causes concern for Brian. <laughs> I mean, it's a little concerning. <laughs> My arm done shrunk. He'd already had it shrink, though, before. So he already knew what was going on. Yeah, he kind of had it. He realized it shrunk when he, like, opened up to get the other monsters, like, away from the baby. Mm -hmm. get, like some weird shit. And then when he went to go get that other kid and it happened again, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening again. Yeah. <laughs> baby, if I just stop sticking my arm in the goddamn light. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess Brian... Is Brian the main kid? I don't yes. Know. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was like, I don't think it caused concern for him, but it definitely caused concern for his friend. His friend's like, oh, you're one of them now. So yeah. like, there was some some new concern in the scene. Even though he had never seen A, a monster before, or B, knew that the shrinking was from a monster. Yeah, he, uh, he had yeah. a lot of information about monsters somehow. Wait, was was Todd also the one that, uh, we are talking about Todd, right? Yeah, yeah. Todd was, his, was Brian's brother's friend okay yeah that kid had an unusual need to say a lot of ph related words or or just even phenomenon or phenomena <laughs> i think he was supposed to be the super nerdy one he was trying to be the super yeah. nerdy one <laughs> so uh this changes brian's mind about maurice as he saws off the legs of all the beds in his house and this coincides with the family suddenly decide well, not really suddenly, but just going like, hey, by the way, we're separating because yep. this is happening now. <laughs> that was prefaced by like literally their parents like low key arguing about like sex, sex, basically in, in one of the previous film. scenes. Yeah, the whole film, like in, in this one scene, the scene like before they sort of broke up, uh, like you hear them arguing while um, like Brian's little brother is like climbing up the stairs. And, um, like, they're arguing about, like, him not, him not, like, engaging in sex with his wife, basically. Or not being around, and also, like, their commute times, like, yeah, yeah like, a lot of... Not really, helping with the house. It's a yeah. bad dynamic. It doesn't come as a surprise that they're breaking up right. to anybody, really. Yeah. But it, but it is a little, like, there is the moment when uh, the mother comes upstairs, and there's just that, like, hey, we're having a family meeting, and you're like, oh. No, it's her, it the, the dad. Oh, the dad? Yeah. 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 And it's just like, oh, we're having a family meeting now, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know what's going on. Yep. Like, we're, we're going to go through with this? Oh, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I don't know. That was just an odd, like, moment where it's just like, we're about to have a really like you could just see that coming, and it was just like, oh, they're not gonna breach this in like, I just a stereotypical movie way. I just don't think it really adds to the movie though that little subplot. 
Not no. really. It was weird that they made like Maurice kind of slow down and care, even though like the entire film they're just like, yeah, we caused mischief and mayhem between like between family dynamics. But like, oh, we're seeing this happen, and suddenly like, I actually like can appreciate like how traumatic <laughs> this might be, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't, why would that never occur to you prior to the how hundreds or thousands of families you've probably done this same thing to. I I mean, based on what they what or what we find find out later, it seems like that all monsters come from children that spend yeah. who stay down there. So maybe at one time Maurice experienced something like this because he was like because he made the comment about how he was like, well, I mean, at least you have a family, so yeah. that kind of makes you think, oh, I mean, what what happened to Maurice before he became a monster? But I, they never go into it, which I'm like, that would have been more interesting if we had found out more about why that affected Maurice <laughs> in such an emotional level. I, I feel like based on his outfit, he uh, he was a former security guard as a teenager somewhere and, <laughs> and ran away from home to the land of the monsters. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I think it's kind of interesting. wearing some kind of like weird little badge thing on his on his sleeve or whatever. It's like, oh, he could have been a security guard. Yeah, he's got a lot of bling, a lot of flair. Yeah, yeah. He's got like some some pink glasses on there. So he was working at a TGI Fridays. Is this what we're going with? I, I'm gonna, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, so let's see. And yeah, the the like divorce subplot almost feels like a excuse to hey, we need to saw off all the chair, all the legs of the beds. Like it almost feels like it because he's immediately doing it, and the mom's just like, I'm just letting him do it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like okay. I guess that's how he's. I guess this is how he's coping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and like, like, she just lets him do it because it's like, whatever. It's like, what? I don't care if my kid's coping with a divorce. I wouldn't let him saw the legs off all the beds. Furniture's goddamn expensive. It is. <laughs> do you know how much a bed costs these days? It's like two grand. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. That's why I'm just like, it almost feels like they decided to do that. And just like, okay, we need a reason. Uh, I don't know, divorce. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other kind of interesting thing, though, about it is like, you can really overanalyze this and be like, you know, I wonder if like the under, under the bed area is like, it's sort of like, uh, is is kids like pulling away from their friends and family and like going into like drug sub- subculture and being like it's it's like a metaphor. The whole thing is like him pulling away and like Whoa. being driven out by his like parents' divorce and like just not dealing. with I want well. some of the shit you're on right now. I know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if there's if there Maurice is a like, movie lacking a deeper meaning, Derv will find it. <laughs> well, Maurice is like. Yeah, man, just come on, come with me one more time. You'll have a lot of fun. Like, you'll come. Come on, come on. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, all right. And then they just both dive under the bed. I mean, like, so some dark stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, due to Maurice's failure to convert Brian, because as we mentioned, all monsters are former children, Eric is kidnapped by Snick, who is this big, weird turtle monster with mov- movable teeth. Hunchback. Hunchback. Yeah. It looks kind of like a turtle, though. It, it sort of looks like weird. a shell. A, a turtle with really sharp teeth? Yes. Okay. Snapping turtles. Snapping turtles don't have teeth. It's a beak. Snapping turtles. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Get out! Get I'll out! I'll just see myself that. Really Thank you for having me. <laughs> adding to the conversation. Uh, the way he does it is actually, so because he's gotten rid of all of the beds that actually have um Okay, that was hell legs. stupid. I was like, how the fuck did that work? Well, he caused the sofa bed to open. But and how? Then... That makes no 
sense. He used monster magic to open the sofa bed. I mean, okay, I let it go the fact that they could come out randomly under children's beds, but how the hell would he be able to magically find a sofa, make it pull apart to become a sofa bed, then come out from under the sofa bed? That just seems a little ridiculous. Uh, I'll give it a little bit of a technicality here. Only a little bit of one, because technically they can, when they're coming out from underneath the regular bed, they can lift it up from underneath. So technically, under the couch of a couch bed, the under part of the couch is still technically the bed. Yeah. So they oh. can they can push that bed straight up out. Because if you think about it, when you open up a couch bed, you have to lift yeah. it up and pull it out. So they could push it up and push it away and have it turn into a bigger bed space for them to get out of. But how do you explain the pillows off the couch just, just randomly flying gonna, off? I'm going to bank with the monster magic on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just pushes it, moves his hand up, just pushes it out of the way. Oh, my God. Uh, but farts. Yeah. That's how it happens. <laughs> he just fucking farts. I mean, he was laughing like really sneakily as that happened. There weren't as many farts in this movie as one would expect. Well, actually, uh, something that I think we all glossed <laughs> over was was the 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 apple juice. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, no! I don't want to talk about so- it. It was oh, so gross. Hold on. I want to add something else to the food inquiry. The onion and peanut oh, butter I sandwich. Yeah. kind of oh, yeah. want to try yeah. it. I oh. kind of want to try There's it. There's so much it? onion. No. <laughs> Not that much. Like, finely chopped onion on a peanut butter sandwich, I might be able to get down with. We should just try it later. Yeah. I mean, I used to put mushrooms on a peanut butter sandwich, but that's an entirely different experience and subject. But, (laughs) well, it worked. (laughs) So, shut your mouth. Um, Don't do that anymore. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, no, the the, the culinary delight of the the peanut butter and onion slice sandwich, as well as the cat food and tuna fish sandwich... I and the piss apple juice. I the piss apple. I wonder what the crafts table looked like working on that movie. <laughs> Here's the thing: is how the how fast he knew he was drinking pee. Like how many so he's like, who peed in my apple juice? I was like, why do you know what pee tastes like? <laughs> like that's my first question. Like, I think we've all been around pee enough and been in enough bathrooms. I wouldn't know what pee tastes like. I don't. I know what it smells like. I've been but... to enough like Texaco bathrooms <laughs> to be like, if I ever needed to experience what a mouthful of piss is, it's probably this air right now. Yeah. I've just been the unfortunate victim of an updraft Ooh. with my mouth open. Oh. Uh. <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't like I full on pissed in my mouth. I'm just saying I was peeing into the wind. Bad idea. <laughs> 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 Oh my god! Anyway, that scene actually caught me off guard. I didn't, I, I didn't remember it as a kid, and seeing it, I was like, Jesus! Like, would they have put this in a kids' movie today? And I was just thinking that, uh, I no, don't know if they would have. They were dropping a bunch of sexual innuendos the entire film too, like a ton of it. But I guess whatever, kids didn't know. It's the eighties. These kids you gotta get sexy. <laughs> 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 That's, uh, that makes me almost as uncomfortable as trying to type in Julia child porn. Oh, <laughs> God. How'd that work out for you? I couldn't press enter. I was afraid <laughs> I was afraid of being put away for an entirely uh, different topic. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. So Eric, who is actually Brian's brother, gets is the one that's kidnapped by Snick because I don't know, he decides to kidnap the one that isn't turning into a monster. I guess it's easier to to 
to lure him in with that hostage situation. Yeah, some yeah. leverage. Yeah. Uh, Brian enlists the help of his friends, Todd, Kirsten, and Ronnie. Uh, gathering an assortment of bright lights, they enter the monster universe in search of Eric. Zapping various monsters along the way, they march to the master staircase where Boy, the ruler of the monster world, resides. A boy offers to let Eric and Brian's friends go if Brian can, agrees to convert, but Brian refuses. The bright lights are destroyed, and they are all placed with Maurice in a locked dungeon-type room with lots of fun pillows. And yes, there's a life-size raggedy Ann. When yeah. you say fun yeah, pillows, I think creepy. of boobs. Yeah. Just putting that out there, by the oh. way. Yeah. <laughs> I said fun pillows, and I said, when you say fun pillows, I think of boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, it's just dockies. Yeah. <laughs> I can snuggle these. Uh, they managed to escape by turning Maurice into a pile of clothes via a bizarre improvised light because kids in movies in the 80s always know a bunch of science. Yep, of course. A... Well, it was Brian, remember, who's like apparently very good at putting shit together, even though he's not doing very good in school. But it was his, like, girlfriend's idea because they kept hammering in like how into the science class she was yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> yeah just she kept friends. saying for science yeah. the whole movie i yeah. was like shut up they really really <laughs> wanted you to know that she knew a lot about well, yeah were... oh yeah yeah no, no, it, was, it, was, it was total stupid. 80s like pre-teen feminism like pro-science anti-creationism no that's reading too deep into it but if yeah. you wanted to you could say it's all those things okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, and they slide Maurice through the crack door uh, after he's turned into a pile of clothes. They rearm themselves with more powerful lights and destroy Boy, explode Snick, and rescue Eric. Uh, after Snick puts himself back together and blocks their only exit, the kids appear to have lost until Maurice appears with a flamethrower because... <laughs> I, so, so there was a part of this that Michael didn't realize. He's like, when did... Ronnie get involved and I was like there was like a 30 second clip of Maurice popping up under his bed and being like Ronnie I know and then the clip but... ends and then he shows up and it's just like yeah now the bully's helping him and I was like I guess this is their like semi way of redeeming him but like Michael totally missed the I, I stepped away for 30 seconds oh. for 30 goddamn seconds when Maurice was a pile of clothes going underneath the door I was like I got some time <laughs> I will I will also admit I stepped away from th for 30 seconds, a.k.a. I took like a five-minute nap at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, when I came back, it was like literally, they it was not enough time for any plot points to happen, but suddenly the bully was in in the, the, the monster realm and was hooking up some lights, high-powered lights with a car battery. Yeah. And it was just like, why are you here? There was, it just, yeah, there was some exposition that, that did not have a lot of story behind it. It was like, just very like, Boom, boom, boom. Like, points happen. So, uh, Snick is set ablaze. This allows Brian and the others to escape. Unfortunately, they find that they cannot return home because the sun has already risen. And because the, the sun has risen, the beds will not let them actually, you know, come out from under them. Uh, faced Weird with a the roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the face with the prospect of turning into monsters, because if you stay in the monster world uh, during the day, you turn into a monster. Um... Uh, the children travel in the monster world from the eastern time zone to Malibu, where the sun has not yet risen and managed to escape. Brian and Maurice share a heartfelt goodbye, and Maurice gives Brian his leather vest to remember him by as the kids play in the beach. Those, those uh, two totally wanted to bone. You know what? What bed? <laughs> like so hard. 
Actually, yeah. Can you go into that? Like, please just describe that. There's just so many scenes where it looked like Maurice and Brian just like wanted to kiss, and I was like, this is getting kind of weird. Oh, when they do the head thing, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, what are we about to watch right now? It's just him just going, you complete me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they were technically it was like a head slam thing that they were doing because afterward they would go, oh, like that. All right, all right. You want to add to it? This next line is gonna help. Maurice tells Brian, remember, where there's a bed, there's a way. Implying that they could possibly meet again someday. Can we talk about how they came out from underneath a hobo sleeping on the beach? Or dead. He was was on a... alive. He did not (laughs) rouse. Like, wouldn't you wake up with all these kids around you yelling, Brian, hurry up! The sun's coming up! I've been drinking a lot. (laughs) He was on a lawn chair, too. Like, one of those fold-out ones. It's like, how does that count as a it was a stretch to call it a bed. Anything's a bed if you can sleep there. <laughs> I guess so. Monster magic. Uh, let's see. Uh, inside a phone booth, he calls his parents and tells them that Eric is fine and that they're in Malibu. Uh, when his parents ask why they're in Malibu, Brian responds that it's a long story. The film ends in a freeze frame of Brian still on the phone with his parents. So, so if the whole point was Maurice trying to change him into a monster, why not the first night he brought him down? Just, like, keep him there the entire time. I don't think it was ever his goal. Oh. I think he was just like, hey, I got a buddy. We're having fun. Wee. Why was he being forced to turn him into a monster in the first place? I, I boy, completely missed all of that. Because boy started becoming interesting in him. And it became interested in him all of a sudden. I get. I, it, it didn't really show him like ever interact like very seriously with Boy. Like he got yeah. banned from the staircase. Yeah. And then like that was kind of it. And then it was like kind of implied like that was what he was gonna become. Yeah. I was like, but like he never really knew that rule until later on. So there could have been at any point like Boy could have shown up and been like, hey, you want to check out this? Yeah, well, it's weird. Happened. Well, Boy's such a non-factor because he's just not there for three-fourths of the movie and then becomes, you, you know, subtly irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just like, oh, the boy, it's a thing. I oh. don't like that he was called Boy. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's really You say weird. Boy too many times and it really does start to get a little weird, if I, you know what I mean. Yeah. I really thought that Snake was Boy because he was the only one who was shown. Like he was talking about himself in the third person or something. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I I think overall, like, boy was I. It was almost implied that he was like omnipotent or something, but never really said because like he clearly had some knowledge of Brian, but like there was no interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like he just heard about it through like the monster grapevine, I guess, because Maurice probably was like. Hey, you're check out what this kid did to me. He was really smart. He Sounds had me like trapped. Maurice. I almost died, you know. Yeah, that's Maurice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> crazy uh, old Maurice. Crazy old Maurice. Um, what are our feelings on little monsters? Uh, it's probably- a. Deep emotional scarring. <laughs> <laughs> it's a distinctly 80s movie. That's, that's it's yeah. just one it of those. It is an incredibly 80s movie. It is trying to reach to be something that it is not. Yeah, it was it was okay. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't think it I don't think it held up very well. I I remembered it fondly. 
I watched it again. It was interesting. But yeah, no, I I, I, I don't think it was an amazing I, movie. I think I will never forget Marie's Marie. Marie. <laughs> Marie. Uh, Maurice's manic episodes like that first few scenes. Those are really yeah, it was really off-putting when I first saw it because I was like, oh my, could you slow down? What yeah. the hell are you on? Oh my God. Oh, Just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it felt like, I, I said Beetlejuice before, but probably even more aptly, like the Beetlejuice cartoon level of just like zany constantly. I mean, Maybe, I don't even yeah. think Beetlejuice was that bad. No, I liked, well, well I, I have heard, I should form my own opinion, of course, but I have heard that the cartoon does not hold up well. No, it doesn't. But which which does make me a little sad because I remember really liking that cartoon when I was growing the up. The Beetlejuice yeah. cartoon? Me yeah. Too. yeah, it yeah. does not. Yeah, I, I loved it growing up. I loved the movie as well growing up, and I will always love that movie. I think that uh, Jack kind of hit it on the nose when when she said that a lot of this movie makes you think of Drop Dead Fred. And if yeah. you haven't seen it, well, let's just say that Drop Dead Fred is like if Little Monsters was going to be a good movie. Hmm. Dead Fred is really, really good. But it's got like a really kind of, it's the same sort of kind of abstract, weird sort of elements kind of brought into it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, definitely check it out. It's, that's the one I grew up watching. Okay. But it's uh, pretty weird. Little Monsters is pretty weird. Well, let me give you a, a little bit of trivia here. By the way, this is the first role for Fred's younger brother, Ben Savage, who did play his younger brother. Yeah. Uh, let's see. His little sister actually is also in this as well, uh, just as one of the roles of the little monsters. Um, this might be something. Oh, that... my God. Please tell me she wasn't the one that said he had a nice ass. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. No, I will please. Please. Oh, my ah. God. Ah. <laughs> Maybe it won't be as weird if we have his sister tell him that. No! <laughs> Maybe this was uh, the reason that some of these like outfits look so weird at the end, but there was as a fire that destroyed costumes and props for the film, pushing it back two weeks. Oh. Only two weeks. Two weeks. So that, That's impressive. Two weeks like was a big deal in the 80s. Didn't you no, see Total no. Recall? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's why Maurice's horn was just dangling at the end. Man, I really Didn't just have time to really it. wanted to rip that off. Like, if it was an actual horn, it wouldn't just hang like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And, yeah, there's not much else. I mean, I, I said it was inspiration for Pixar's Monsters, Inc. Um, and, yeah. And this is and for some reason, this wasn't the first movie that Howie Mandel says the word bright lights. He voiced Gizmo in The Gremlins. Hmm. Oh, he did? Oh, yep. my Lord. Oh, my God. I love The Gremlins. Wait, so he did he do Gizmo's voice for both movies? I don't know. I know that he did it for at least one movie. See, this is this is the weird thing. Growing up, like some of my favorite movies are actually the sequels because those are the ones I grew up watching the most. So for me, it was I watched a lot of Gremlins two and a lot of Short Circuit two. But for some reason, I never really saw the first one, so I don't really remember them that well. My favorite thing about Short Circuit. And short circuit two is how often it gets mixed up for batteries not included. What? Because if I try to talk about the flying robot alien machines in in batteries not included, somebody says like, "I think you're thinking of short circuit." And I'm like, "Oh God, I absolutely am not." <laughs> like batteries not included is a completely different 
Right, but it's robot movie from the eighties, so everybody's just assuming, oh, well, you're if you're not talking about RoboCop, you're talking about Short Circuit or Maximum Overdrive. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love batteries not included. It's so cute. Only only Short movie. Circuit includes a what? white guy dressed up as an Indian. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, that's the second oh, one. Yeah, no, the, the first one, too. Oh, oh that's right. Was yeah. he in the first one, too? Yep. I don't, like I said, I grew up just watching the second one for some reason. Yeah. In any case, Little Monsters. <laughs> Our yeah. feelings are, I, I, my, I think if you know a kid that is super into monsters and loves all things monsters, this is something you can add to that. As a movie, just to be like, hey, put something on, maybe, but I don't think it's anything that you should specifically seek out unless you really want to feel nostalgic for it. Yeah. I feel like it's good for, like, a kid still. They say shit a lot. Oh, oh my God, they do. a word. I'm, well, I mean, okay, I'm not actually complaining. I'm just saying, oh, my God, yeah, they do. They say shit a yeah. lot. Well, but, like... That was that was before the FCC really cracked down on things you could say in a PG movie. Because um, you cause, can say shit on public TV, I, can't I, you? No, you can't. You can say it now. But, oh. like, right, right, right around 1990 is when a whole lot of that changed. Yeah. Like, they were just sort of like, we're going to crack down on profanity on TV and violence. And In this station we're in, because we are not live, we could not say that. Because that is one of the things that is, could not be said. Oh, so really? it's still, it's still mandated by the FCC for radio broadcast. I wow. don't I don't think profanity is that bad, and I don't think it's that bad if your kids know or have heard the word. Yeah, like it's it's just kind of a little weird. Now, unfortunately for that case, it is like, hey, there's a government body that keeps track of this crap. So yeah. All right. Uh, so little monsters. Anything? Any last words? Thoughts? I'm glad I saw it again, even though I don't think that I'd watch it again. It was just nice revisiting as an adult, and I got the nostalgia I was looking for. I can see this being the movie that you get Alzheimer's and you want to see every day because. Oh you... man! Oh. And, <laughs> and that's the movie that we smother you to uh, with a pillow. Mar- oh. Perfect. Maurice. Maurice. <laughs> Everybody wants just a, a cool monster, like Big Brother best friend. Who just gives them his jacket and that you want Maurice as your big brother <laughs> and much friend. No, I, I don't know what whatever dynamic they were trying to establish was clearly intentional and was was aimed at children. So like that's that that's clearly an important takeaway from this movie. See, I don't know. I don't think I subscribe to it, but that's that's <laughs> that's the message that it felt like they were trying to get get across with that really sappy weird ending and stuff. Anyway, I have yeah. no other thoughts. <laughs> I never really wanted a monster for a best friend, but after seeing Legend, I did want to give the devil a hand job. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different type of dynamic. Um, maybe. And that's... don't disagree. Even as a kid, I was like, "Damn!" No, I know that is that is one hot Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim Curry is just. And that's yeah. Tim Curry's little monster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and with that, that takes care of us for this week. I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and do this. I want to go ahead and thank Kyle. Thank you Jai, as well. Hey. Dev. Sabrina. I'm usually here unless I'm sick. Well, so. it's nice to have you here. I 
You it, were it sick. It is pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to go ahead and thank all of our lovely fans out there who listened to our ramblings for an hour about little monsters. So thank you all very much. Yeah, we we don't know how you stand us sometimes. Well, too many <laughs> mentions of the word boy. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they're playing the new uh, the new God of War, they're hearing boy all the time. Oh my. God. God of War, that's right. Yep. Uh, so you Stop can uh, go over to satfriendsclub.com or satfriendsclub on Twitter. You can also go over to patreon.com slash satfriendsclub and be one of our lovely patrons over there. Just a dollar helps us out to go ahead and keep the show rolling. Uh, we have exclusive content, early episodes. You can uh, even go ahead and join the Discord group that you can go ahead and chat with us and have a good time on that. So time to go ahead and give love to Phoenician item crafting Rodea, francis dan and chuck thank you all for uh, contributing over to the show and as said you can go over to patreon.com slash sat friends club and just contribute a little bit and help out the show that we produce for you lovely people every single week next week we are looking at a trip to the jungle we're looking for crazy stampedes and monkeys and Oh, well, who brought up Jumanji? Who? Oh, it was me, don't you know? <laughs> so Kyle's bringing forth the uh, wondrous board game Jumanji. And some Robin Williams. And some Robin Williams. So we'll be back next week for that. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Ta-ta. <laughs> Hold on, I forgot to hit the button for the outro, so now this happens. <laughs>